for this opportunity to come to worship. To worship the only potentate that rules and reigns, the Lord of the universe, the creator of the heavens and the earth. Lord, be thou exalted. Father, we have come to fellowship with you today. We have come to fellowship with one another today. We have come to fellowship with the world today. Father, speak to us, O God, in the name of Jesus. We open up for your word, Lord. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Thank you, Chosen Vessel. Please, before we sit, bring out your Bibles. Let's take the Bible affirmation together. Lift up your Bible and please say after me. This is my Bible. It's God's inerrant and unchanging word. It is my most valuable earthly possession. A lamp unto my feet and a light unto my path. I hide his words in my heart that I might not sin against God. The Bible is God talking to me personally. I therefore listen to it carefully and obey it fully. And I internalize it in my life by doing these four things. Know it in my head, by diligent study, store it in my heart, by memorization and meditation. Show it in my life by obeying its teachings. And sow it in my world by being a witness hereafter. I will never be the same. Never, never, never. In the name of Jesus, for his honor and glory, both now and forevermore. Amen. You're all welcome to church. Please just sit down. Let's bow our heads briefly where we are. Just sit down and bow your heads where you are. Would you? Within me at this time, I just feel I should pray for somebody here. Uh, if you are the one, just stand. There's someone here with a transaction with an arm of government. I think it's a state government. And there are delays that you can't explain. There's something about it that as one thing is being sorted, another thing is cropping up. As one thing is being sorted, another thing is cropping up. If you are there and you want us to pray together, just stand where you are. Let me quickly pray with you right now. If you are there. All right. Father, thank you. We give you praise, Lord. We receive, we open up to your word today in Jesus' name. Amen. Praise the Lord. Okay. You're all welcome to church this morning. You're welcome to church this morning in the name of the Lord Jesus. Amen. Now, I'm continuing from where we stopped last week on seated with Jesus. That is we in him, I in him, him. Praise the Lord. Now, our central text has been Ephesians chapter 2 verse 6. My position in Christ. Ephesians 2 6. Ephesians 2 6 says, and God raised him up with Christ. Sorry, God raised us up with Christ 
and seated us with him in the heavenly realms in Christ Jesus. When we got born again, we were made to sit with him. In sitting with him, we are to learn of him. And as we keep focusing on him, the things that are in him, by his spirit, will begin to manifest in our lives. Then we took it a bit further. When we sit with him, he says, come all unto me, all ye that are weary and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. You will find rest for your souls. But when you come to him, you have to come to learn of him. And when you learn of him, there are things you see in him. And as you keep looking at him, seeing those things, they begin to reflect in your life because it takes over. Like the yoking, unequal yoking relationship that I mentioned that we talked about some four weeks ago, that comes into being in our lives and changes the dynamics in our lives. Amen. Now we moved on to the point of discussing the fruit of the Spirit, which are the things we imbibe of Jesus as we sit with him. And the Bible says in Galatians chapter 5, verse 22 to 23, it says, but the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, long-suffering, goodness, gentleness, faith or faithfulness, meekness, temperance, against such there is no law. Last week, I pointed out to us that from Scripture and from contemporary living, Fruits are born on the branches. The stem does not carry the fruit. All fruits come on the branches. So when the Bible talks about the fruit of the Spirit being produced in our lives here, it's a product of the regenerated human spirit. You're born again human spirit. The Spirit of God does not produce the fruit, but the workings of the life of Jesus in your life, in your spirit man, begin to produce the fruit. It's natural. The seed is the word of God. Part of the fruit that the seed will produce is the fruit of the Spirit. And we have emphasized severally that if the fruit of the Spirit in the life of a Christian is not a decoration, it is God's wisdom, it is God's foundation for a successful, victorious Christian life. The Bible says the fruit of the Spirit is love. Love, love. Like I explained to us two weeks ago, Hebrews 11.6 says, without faith, it is impossible to please God. So I need faith to please God. But Galatians chapter 5 verse 6 says, for my faith to walk, I must walk in love. Faith is what gets the victory, but in order for that faith to persist to get the victory, the foundation of that faith must be love, the love of God. And while you are waiting, the Bible says, cast not therefore away your confidence, which has great recompense of reward. Hebrews chapter 10, verse 35. It says that for ye have need of patience, that after you have done the will of God, you will obtain the promise. Patience keeps you. But while you are going through, the strength in the inner man comes from joy. The joy of the Lord is our strength. In Bible, we are told severally in the epistles, rejoice evermore. Rejoice always and again I say rejoice. In James chapter 1 verse 2 and 4, when you fall into diverse kinds of temptations, the Bible says count it all joy. Joy is the key. Joy is the secret that releases the strength that sees that 
holds your faith true, holds your mind together, holds your faith true until your time in which your testimony appears. It's extremely important that Christians, if there's one thing you must go for in your life, you must go and prioritize the development of the fruit of the Spirit in your life. Because without the fruit of the Spirit, you can never live a victorious Christian life. It's not possible. And if you have the fruit of the Spirit developed in your life, there's nothing the devil can do you. Because every other device or antics is going to do, the fruit of the Spirit has the antidote and the solution to any attack that it's going to bring. So for you to stand, doing all, after doing all to stand as a Christian, develop the fruit of the Spirit. That is why Christianity starts by sitting, not by walking. You come to sit with the Master, be with Him, and as you are with Him, those things that are walking in Him by His Spirit, He begins to transfer them and we begin to see the manifestations of it in our lives. Praise the Lord. Now, how do we then develop the fruit of the Spirit in our spirits? As we come before him, we keep looking at him. Because we are to sit and focus on him. It becomes our focus. It becomes the most important element in our lives. The Bible says, when we are focused on him, looking at him, we are changed from one level of glory to the other. Because of the work of the Spirit in us. However, Jesus said something to his disciples in Matthew chapter 4, verse 19 to 20. He says, and he said unto them, and he said unto them, Jesus speaking. He says, follow me and I will make you. Follow me and I will make you fishers of men. And the Bible says, they straight away left their nets and followed him. He gave the invite and they accepted it immediately, unconditionally. In the same way, when you receive the invite, you got born again, you are a child of God, then he becomes the central focus in your life, not your business, not your vocation. He becomes the first and the last in your life. As you give him that level of attention or that kind of attention, then things begin to walk in your life. In John chapter 6, verse 63, he said, It is the spirit that quickeneth, that gives life. The flesh profited nothing. The words that I speak unto you, they are spirit and they are life. Because there has to be an impact in your spirit first before it begins to manifest on the outside. It becomes important that for example, Jesus said, man shall not live by bread alone. The outer part of man survives by bread. The inner part of man survives by the words that come from the Lord. Spirit. Because we are spirit people. We are not just human beings. We are spirit. Man is a spirit. He has a soul. He lives in a body. We should understand that. And so spirit will answer to spirit in order to survive. Flesh will answer to the natural in order to survive. Amen. And so, if the words that Jesus speaks are spirit that produce life, it means that one of the first things we can do in order to develop the fruit of the Spirit in our lives is to focus on the Word of God. He said, follow me, I will make you. You follow Jesus by his Word. Create an environment of the Word. Let the Word always be before you. It means that you cannot go a day without reading from the Bible. 
without getting new information or refreshing your heart with the words that you already knew. So daily Bible reading becomes not just a devotional activity, it becomes a paramount activity in your life because that is what will position you for the victory. Praise the Lord. You follow Jesus in his word. Retain the word in you. You follow Jesus through his word. You follow Jesus by his, with his word. You speak the things he speaks. You hold the word in your heart and the word manifests in your mouth. That is following Jesus with his word. Hold the word in your heart. When you read the word, hold the word in your heart. Carry the word with you. And when you are in a situation or you are prompted by the Spirit of God, there must always be a declaration of the appropriate word to fit in that situation at that time. And it comes by you sitting down to educate yourself with the word of God. You follow Jesus by the word. Get to know the word. Have a working knowledge of the word. Be acquainted with the word. This is not the day that somebody will come and tell you, open to the book of uh, St. Matthias, and you are looking for it. Where is St. Matthias in the Bible? If you are not familiar with the Bible, you will look for St. Matthias. Or I tell you, let's open to John Gospel, chapter 22. Is there a chapter 22 in John's Gospel? No. It's 21. But you need to have a working, a functional knowledge of the word of God. Following Jesus by the word. You follow Jesus in the word. Let the word of Christ dwell in you richly. You follow Jesus through the word. The word becomes a final authority in your life. You follow Jesus with the word. Let the word be in your heart. Let the word be come out of your mouth. It's important. Don't ever speak it how you feel. Don't ever say, ah, I'm dying. Oh, wait. No, no, no. What has the word of God said concerning that situation? Learn now to educate yourself to speak the word. In the process of learning, there are times you speak the wrong thing. Quickly go cancel it and say the right thing, even if you are the only one hearing it. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Amen. And so, number one, I said, we need to learn to allow the word of God be the final authority in our lives. Follow Jesus through the word. In Psalm 119, verse 130, the unfolding of your word, the opening up, the entrance of your word, it gives light. It gives understanding to the simple. Simple there, King James says the ignorant. Beloved, we are at different faces of revelation. And the word of God is constantly pregnant, giving birth to new faces of revelation. So, beloved of God, it's important that the, we, 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 we create an environment of the word. You can create it. Speak the word. Your devices, let there be recordings of the word there. You, 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 you don't even know what to do at a point. Put the Bible in audio on your phone or in any of your device. Let it be plain. Be doing whatever you are doing. Let it be plain. Create an environment of the world. It's extremely important because whenever a revelation, one revelation from the word of God can last you a lifetime and it can bring a lot of solution to your life. Praise the Lord. In First Peter chapter 2, verse 2, the Bible says, As newborn babes desire the sincere milk of the world. If you are going to do that, then you must have a desire for the word. One of the first things that show a desire for the word is that you taking time to invest in a good Bible. Thank God for electronic Bibles, but it's important that you get a hard copy Bible like this. 
Because there are times you want to sit down, you want to mark, you want to check. Yes, a lot of the things you can do with Bibles like this, you can do even much more with an electronic Bible. But it's also important that we come to a point in which we invest in our spiritual lives. We call for a book of the month now. Say, please, pick this book, go and read it. If it has no relevance to your spiritual life, we will not recommend it. But because it has relevance for your spiritual life, we're saying, go pick it up and read it. It's important because it is part of the unfolding process, the revelatory process of the Word of God. When you pick up a book to read, you are interacting with higher minds in that area that has been written. And as you interact with higher minds, the more of such interaction, the more of such fellowship, the more you become like what you see there. That is why it is important to create that environment of the world. Apostle Paul was in a situation in Acts chapter 19 when he went to some of the cities, Ephesus and so on. Acts chapter 16, here what happened. The Bible says as they went from place to place, the first thing they gave to the people were this. Acts chapter 16, verse 4 to 5. He prioritized the world in his missionary activities. We need to prioritize the world in our lives if the fruit of the Spirit is going to develop in your life. Because if the seed it comes for those fruits to manifest is the Word of God. Acts chapter 16, verse 4 to 5. I read the NIV. It says, as they traveled from town to town, this was Paul and his uh, missionary company, they delivered the decisions reached by the apostles and elders in Jerusalem for the people to obey. Verse 5. So the churches were strengthened in faith and grew daily in numbers. Beloved of God, if you prioritize the word of God, you are going to be strengthened in faith. You prioritize the word of God, you are going to grow in the spirit. Prioritize the word of God. You are going to be productive as a Christian. Because the word of God, it says, God, Moses told the children of Israel, he said, this word, these laws are your wisdom. They are the things that will differentiate you from the other people in the land that you are going to. Beloved of God, prioritize the word of God. We saw Apostle Paul did it. It was important because without the word, faith cannot come. Faith coming by hearing and hearing by the word of God. Without the word, there cannot be growth. As newborn babes, desire the sincere milk of the word that you may grow thereby. You want to grow as a Christian, beloved of God, get into the word. Get, like after this, get these messages, go back, sit down, listen to them over and over again. Sit down, ask questions. Be in the TFCC, ask questions. This will help you in creating an environment of the word and it will help you in your growth process. Amen. The second thing we see in the life of Apostle Paul, which we draw from, because it's the work of the regenerated woman, the work of the Holy Spirit, the life of Christ that he impacts into us, in our spirit man, that comes in and begins to produce the fruit. But the fruit for the world is the, the fruit of the Spirit. The seed for it is the Word of God. Now, let's still go to Acts chapter 16, verse 6 to 10. Prioritizing the ministry, yielding, learning to yield to the ministry of the Holy Spirit in our lives. Acts chapter 16, verse 6 to 10. It says, Paul and his companions traveled throughout the region of Phrygia and Galatia, having been kept, having been kept by the Holy Spirit from preaching the word in the province of Asia. They wanted to go into Asia to preach. They desired it. 
Are you following me? But as they made to go, the Spirit of God said no to them. And because they had learned to yield to the Spirit of God, there cannot be fruitfulness without yielding to the Holy Spirit. Either the fruit of the Spirit or fruit in the rest of your life. So they yielded. If the owner of the work says, don't go there, why must I go there? They just stopped there and waited. Verse 7. When they came to the border of Mysia, they tried to enter Bithynia, but the Spirit of Jesus will not allow them. Second time. They knew it was God. They didn't waste time to bind the devil or anything because they were used or they had developed the art of yielding to the Spirit of God. Knowing the mind of God by His Spirit will enable you to walk where God is walking. And where God has moved away from, you move away from. Praise the Lord. Verse 8. It says, So they passed by Mysia and went down to Trous. I'm sure they were wondering what is happening. During the night, Paul had a vision of a man of Macedonia standing and begging him, come over to Macedonia and help us. After Paul had seen the vision, we got ready at once to leave for Macedonia, concluding that God had called us to preach the gospel to them there. Beloved of God, listen, you will be productive if you walk where the Spirit of God is walking. They made attempt to preach in two different cities before now. God did not allow them because God was not working there. Those for them at that time, those fields, Peter was already in one of those fields and there could have been some issue. The Spirit of God did not allow them to stay there. But in yieldedness to the Spirit, he said one day Paul had a vision of a man in Macedonia saying, come over to help us. As a result, they knew that, okay, this is what, where God wants us to go now. They yielded to God, and they went. And, of course, God prospered their ministry greatly in that area. Some of these areas that they didn't get to at that time, later on, they came back to those areas. Beloved of God, hear me today. Learn to do what God is doing. Learn to walk where God is walking. Learn to yield to the Spirit. How do I yield to the Spirit? He prompts you. The Spirit of God would not start from a high fallopian thing. No. He's going to come from... He's, he, he will begin to interact with you in the common things that you are very familiar with and comfortable with to build that relationship with you. Something is missing, for example. Holy Spirit, please show me where it is. Speak to him. Develop that relationship with him. Not only when you have a need or when you want him to manifest, but even when all is well around you, worship him, give him praise, recognize his presence in your life. And as you learn to recognize his presence in your life, he will begin to make himself manifest in your life. Give you direction, small direction. Why don't you call Tokwe now? Why don't you call Tokwe now? The first time he told you, Maybe you didn't take it serious. You didn't even hear. It comes again. Why don't you call Tokpe now? Why don't you call Tokpe now? Maybe by the third time, he goes, ah, Tokpe, I should call him or something else came because you have not learned to yield or to prioritize. You are not able to go immediately. Only for you to hear. At that time, Tokpe really needed to speak with you or you needed to speak to Tokpe and learn uh, or, or, or encourage him. Just, you see, at times, 
Make picking your phone to call somebody at the prompting of the spirit, even if it's ordinary greeting, your greeting will go a long way in encouraging the person. How did you know that I needed this? You didn't know, but you were prompted by God to call. Oftentimes, when we begin to encourage the ministry of the Holy Spirit in our life, a lot of the leadings we will have will be unconscious leading. Are you following me? It will be unconscious leading. There's, you, 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 it's out of your belly. You just feel, this is what I should do at this time. You try to explain it. There is no explanation about it. But as you begin to yield, as you begin to carry out the instructions you are hearing, the voice becomes stronger. The leading becomes surer, becomes clearer. The frequencies are clear. Maybe it took you two minutes to hear before, two hours to hear before. Now, once he says it once, you will hear. At times, even before he says it, your spirit picks up the signals and you know that this is where I should be, this is where I shouldn't be. It's important because the day you will want to enter the wrong vehicle, either the 419 vehicle or the vehicle that, that will have an accident or whatever, the same way the Spirit of God told you, don't do that or do that, call Tunde now. It's the same way he's coming to warn you, don't enter that vehicle. Don't enter that vehicle. But a lot of us get into trouble because we have not learned to yield to the Spirit. Begin to yield to the Spirit even in the small, small things. Small, small things. Even going to work in the morning, your dressing, yes, you have outlined the dresses you wear. You pick that dress in the morning to wear. And you, you see, there's a ruffling in your spirit. Ask him, Lord, what do you want me to do? Is it that I shouldn't wear this? Initially, it might look as if something is wrong with you. There's nothing wrong with you. You might even make mistakes. There's nothing wrong with you. If you make mistakes, so what? You are building a relationship. You are building a relationship. You see, he is the infinite being. You are the limited being. And so, in trying to understand him, in the course of your relationship with him, there are times he will fall. The Bible says, though he utterly falls, the Lord will do what? Lift him up. Praise the Lord. And so, begin in the small, small matters. As you leave church today, Spirit of God, these are the things I had in mind. Please, what would you want me to do? Learn to talk to him. Yield to him. If you deliberately in between now and the end of the month, deliberately yield to the Spirit of God. If you were hearing 1% before, between now and the end of the month, because you are encouraging the ministry of the Holy Spirit, you are talking to Him. You are speaking the Word of God to Him. You are speaking your own heart to Him. You are speaking your own worship to Him. He will speak to you. He will direct you. And beloved of God, there is nothing in life that can be as blissful as having a dynamic relationship with the Holy Spirit. Where he can guide you. There are times you go to a place to buy a thing. I read the story of a family. They went to have lunch somewhere after service. They felt suddenly the man of the house, after they, have, they were seated, they had placed their orders, felt an urgency to go home. He told the people, we must go home now, 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 now. Quickly went to the counter, canceled some of the orders, some of the things they've collected already, he paid, and the family did not understand. He said, let's go home now. Just as he got home, there was a spark, and fire began around their house. Thank God they were around to put it down. If they were not around, that house would have burned, 
And somebody will say, now, so God one time. No, be so God one time. It's not. But simply because we have not learned to yield to the Spirit. He said, what a friend we have in Jesus. All our what? Our needs and sorrow bear. Somebody help me with that song. There's a line I want there. And the line is that, what? That we carry. What a privilege we have. Uh Uh-huh. To carry everything to God in prayer. What about the line that we carry things we don't need to carry? Oh, what? Oh, what? Oh, what? Oh, what peace. Oh, what needless pain we bear because we have not learned to yield to the Spirit of God. It's in your interest. It's in my interest. It's in our collective interest for us to learn to apply this wisdom of God in our lives. And this wisdom of God is yield to the word of God. Yield to the spirit of God. When you yield to the word of God, you are walking in the light. When you yield to the voice of your human spirit, we'll get there maybe next week, you are walking in the spirit. But if this is going to happen, the spirit of God must be able to pass information to your spirit for the spirit to release it to your soul. And the beginning point is prioritizing and yielding to it. Please bow your heads. Let's talk to God. You have been a Christian. The Holy Spirit desires to speak to you. He wants to have a fellowship with you. Talk to him at this time. Lord, I want a better relationship with you. I want to be yielded to your word. I want to be yielded to you. Talk to God. I don't know if you're here, you're not born again, you don't know Jesus as your Lord and personal Savior. I would love to pray with you. If you're there, just lift up your hand wherever you're seated. And for those of us that are watching from home, who want to give their life to Jesus, pray this prayer with me now. Father God, I thank you. I thank you for sending Jesus to die for me. He died for my sins. He was raised for my justification. I believe you, Lord. And I open my heart today to receive him as my Lord and personal Savior. I confess him as Lord today. Accept me as your child in Jesus' name. Thank you, Almighty God. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Father, I pray for all of us here that you help us to follow Jesus by the word. Follow Jesus in the word and be acquainted with him, O God, by our walk with him in Jesus' name. Thank you, Almighty God. Let this week be a week of dynamic encounters with your spirit. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Praise the Lord.